our last day together. And we're back. Surprise, surprise. We're back with a fresh episode. And uh, first off, I have to apologize for uh, for the fact that it's taken this long. I wasn't planning on such a huge gap between the first and this is the second episode of this podcast, but uh, such is life. I had some things to take care of, some errands to run. Uh, I wasn't feeling my greatest, and uh, not to be alarmed, it wasn't the disease you're thinking of right now, uh, but it was uh, a transmittable disease of uh, sorts after a trip abroad where I've had an encounter, and uh, the only thing I should really specify is that I'm doing well now, which is what matters, as we're ramping up full swing into the holidays, uh, which uh, brings about its own set of questions and neuroses in my case, such as what to get, what gifts to pick out, in my case, I'm coming up with nothing. Uh, If you do happen to have some ideas, What's nice to get, if you have any lists, do send them my way. Tammy and I have a wonderful relationship. We were married for many years, and now we have a friendship. So, I'm trying to think of something that her and her new partner would be able to appreciate. She enjoys horse riding and such activities. Very outdoorsy, which is something I never particularly was myself. Folks, we have a special episode uh, with uh, one of my favorite guests of this entire series, Mr. Craig Ferguson, who, not to be confused with the Craig Ferguson who had his own late-night TV show, this is an entirely different Craig, who uh, is an author of a book called Your Best Self. And this is something that I'm very excited to speak about because we all have a version of ourselves that we should attend to, we should adhere to, we should invest in. And not all of us create that time. We create the time to be on our phones. We create the time to, you know, talk with our friends or to engage in a spirited discussion online with strangers, which is a strange thing, is it not? So when do we make time for us? Who are you really? And how do you find out what the right fit is in your life? Well, these are some of the questions I'm hoping to answer with Craig today. Uh, but before we do that, I wanted to talk to you about my friends over at Zip Recruiter. Folks, hiring is hard, um, which is why Zip Recruiter helps you with over 75,000 agencies across the world that will answer every question you have about hiring. You can <coughs> contact, pardon me, I had uh, swallowed something down the wrong pipe. You can call upon Zip Recruiter's expertise any given time around 24-7. Um, uh, I'm making all of this up, by the way, because I don't have the copy. So I'm just assuming that this is what ZipRecruiter does. Um, they're not technically a sponsor, though I have heard plenty of other competing podcasts talk about ZipRecruiter extensively and think that you should check them out. They're a worthy company, worthy of your business. For my listeners, this month there is a promotion. If you wanted to try out ZipRecruiter for a month for free, uh, you can do so by clicking the little microphone button and entering the lyrics of Eight Miles Lose Yourself by Eminem in its entirety. Uh, have at it and enjoy the interview. It's, it's funny to me. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, it's really interesting uh, how people tend to, you know, avoid big questions in life. Well, I think that might be a good starting point in, in avoiding questions of procrastination. Um, so often we 
fall down that rabbit hole, that trap of, you know, prolonging, doing the very thing that you know you should be doing. So, something I may or may not be guilty of myself. So, in trying to eliminate that in your process, what do you do yourself, really, as as a as a as an author of of the book? Yeah. No. I first of all, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. We're very excited to have you. So uh, the topic of procrastination is something that interests me a great deal. Uh, I used to be a bit of a master procrastinator myself for many years, so I know a thing or two about it. And the thing about it is that it feels like we're living in a time where procrastination is something that seems almost inevitable, right? We've got so many things out there that are getting in the way of what we're really trying to express or do or accomplish. So I think when you're looking at something like procrastination, it makes perfect sense, right? There's just so many things out there that will draw your attention in a different area. You might have like 19 tabs open or something on a website or, oh, look, there's a cute cat video on, on YouTube and that's fun. But it gets us away from our goal. So I super appreciate the question, how do you deal with that? And how do you deal with the dichotomy and the duality and the economy of procrastination? And for me, the answer is simple. It's what do you want to do, right? That a lot of questions and a lot of struggles um, start with that. What do you want to do? And for me, asking yourself that question is vital because it does a couple of things. First of all, it sets the stage for what the objective is for what you're going to be able to do. It creates a sense of commitment for what you're outlining to be able to get done that day. And it also creates a sense of urgency when you're asking yourself what it is you're actually trying to accomplish by the end of the day. You can write it down, you can create a draft folder. Um, there's there's different ways you can do it. Sticky notes is a traditional way to go about it. But it, no matter what technique you use to apply the what am I going to do today rule, at the end of the day, you got to still be excited about it. And that's actually where it all begins, right? We're looking at different ways of beginning. And if you're excited about it, my rule is excite, unite, don't take flight. So having said that, Excite Unite Don't Take Flight, we are able to now eliminate a certain level of anxiety, which we'll get to later because there's certainly an epidemic of anxiety in, in a larger pandemic. So unfortunately, those go hand in hand. Boy, they certainly do, don't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they, uh, they are best friends forever. So um, looking at all of this and, and how to, how to kickstart your day and how to kickstart really any endeavor to be able to complete it uh, with a certain level of success there, you need to have a plan. And so many times people don't have that plan right so yeah there's just a couple of things that you know which i write about extensively in my book um your best self which is available now anywhere you can get books by the way what you're really looking for is a few key points in breaking things down and you know asking yourself what you're excited about as i, as I outlined just before is one of the ways you can sort of get yourself more focused because we're living in a time of course where focus is something that's become so loaded of a term you know what's focus anyway these days we get so many things and so many areas to to divulge and to add is a massive issue amongst children we're getting kids diagnosed with it and we're giving them medication we're giving them vaccines 
You know, like, what's that all about, right? So, you know, science is great. Um, I, I'm certainly pro-science. I'm definitely pro-data and facts. There's also something to be said for that gut feeling you've got, you know, whether it's any aspect of life. So, right, so, you know, what I'm trying to get across in my book as well as, you know, speaking to you right now, being in the moment, we're really trying to strive for getting rid of anything that isn't essence. And, you know, I think it's great that we have the opportunity to buy books like mine and that I can sit here with you and converse and have this moment. But what does it really mean unless you yourself have a plan? Hmm. Yeah. So what you're saying... What I'm saying is that if you don't have a plan, it's going to be a heck of a lot harder to accomplish what you want to accomplish in the first place. I mean, this is not rocket science, right? I mean, I don't need to sit here to tell you this. You know, this is these are thoughts that could be intuitively your own. But it might be valuable to hear it packaged in a way where it's slightly different, where it's slightly new, in a way that maybe you haven't heard before. And that's where I come in. I'm here to tell you, hey, could things be done differently? You know, more often than not, they can be. Or maybe they can be. And that's the beauty. You know, it's up to you. It's up to you how to Take life into your own hands and make that difference. But it all starts with excitement, as I was saying before. So so there's a lot there. That's super interesting stuff. You also spoke a little bit about anxiety and how that plays into what's happening right now in the world. And, and, and I guess I wanted to hear your thoughts about what it is we can do to remedy that marriage between anxiety and the global pandemic, which is still in full swing as we speak right now. So... What is it that you think we can do to quiet the anxiety or to at least manage it better or perhaps embrace it? What, what, what would you do? What would you suggest? Do you speak about this in your book, um, Your Best Self, at all? Well, I'm, that's, I'm so glad you asked me that question. I, I, I can't tell you enough how many times I get asked that question, and it's a topic I am super passionate about. So about four years ago, I started my own company. I got licensed as a online therapist. Um, I had my own practice. I was speaking to clients every day, listening to their stories. Uh, a lot of the times the stories were tragic. Sometimes they were a little boring. But for the most part, the stories were heartfelt and they were meaningful and they helped me understand one thing. That thing is anxiety is taking over the world. Right? So when we're living in a society where you've got opportunities to distract yourself at any given moment, where you have the opportunity to bury your thoughts, your inner voice, with fun videos or a new post or a retweet or a like or an Instagram feed at any given point. That's a real danger. And we're talking about technology that is designed to keep you in that ecosystem with apps and updates and notifications that you can turn off, but perhaps pop their way back in after an update or something, which is a personal problem I have. I'm not great with iPhones. But uh, it's a massive issue in today's society. So the question becomes, how do we manage that? As you said, the answer lies in the question in this case, which is, how do you manage it? Because it's there. It's not going to go away. Talking about those days where you're not sure how you're going to be able to get through the day at all, or you're not able to 
really have the foresight to talk to your wife about that thing that's bothering the both of you. You don't have the capacity to pay your bills. Or maybe you got struck down with a disease and now you feel like crap, right? And you don't have health insurance. So we're talking about a scenario where perhaps your budget's going awry and you happen to have issues, you know, budgeting and you come up short for groceries. We're talking about scenarios where you're stuck in traffic and your battery's running out. You don't have a podcast to listen to. You're driving in LA traffic and there's nothing on the radio or you've got bad reception. Or a scenario where you're in the store and somebody skips ahead of you, but you're too shy to say something and you don't like confrontation because your mother hugs you too much, you know. Well, these are all scenarios in which you're asking yourself to step up to the plate when you feel it's impossible to do just that thing. And this is interesting because you break down the molecules of what it means to experience anxiety and what it boils down to is just fear, right? Fight or flight mode, fear. And there's not much we can do to combat fear. It's just a natural lizard brain response. But, and this is revolutionary, you can accept anxiety for what it is. That's my message. That's what it is. You can accept it for what it is. And eventually it will just become, you know, part of your life and it will be, um, it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. It's, uh... Well, I was gonna say. Yeah, uh, you were gonna say. Oh, I thought you were. Uh, yeah, I, I was. I was gonna ask. You were right on track there with, um, with how to cope with with it and how to find the mechanisms in how to handle your. Yeah. Anxiety. So uh, basically, the thing to do is to just manage it better. You know. <sighs> right. So how how are you how are you doing, uh, Craig? How, how how have you been feeling about your anxieties lately and right now in this moment? Oh, I couldn't feel better. You know, like the book coming out, it's just so exciting. It's stressful. You know, doing press and doing podcasts. I mean, you know, having a blast. It's it's a lot. Uh, I do think that it's taken a bit of a toll on my personal psyche, um, but. When you look at history and figures in history, you know, having big goals has never been easy. You know, people got betrayed for their big goals. People got stabbed in the back, um, sometimes over dinner, uh, when all they wanted to do was raise up the human spirit and they got persecuted. Um, so thematically, it fits with what I am going through right now in my journey, bringing my story out. So I can't say it's always easy, but uh, I do definitely think that the coping mechanisms that I speak to are indicative of a time where we want to connect, but can't necessarily. And, you know, that's why I'm asking people not to just buy the book, but engage with the book, right? So, you know, hand it over to your neighbor or get your neighbor to buy a copy and engage with him about what it does and how it's effective. And what is actually super inspiring to see is the amount of people writing in with their stories of how this is affecting their lives. And there's actually an interesting example of this in action where I received a letter from a fisherman in Hanoi who got a copy of my book from a tourist who traveled there and inadvertently ran into this fisherman 
and gave him the copy of the book. And he was this fisherman was able to read the book. And he came to the conclusion that he needed a hut. He needed to expand on his property, right? Which wasn't necessarily the most lavish uh, piece of real estate in Hanoi. So he took that concept, which my chapter seven speaks to, which is expanding yourself, right? And he was able to take, you know, the fishing industry that he was a part of and look at best practices in terms of what it is you can do to expand on you know your territory expand on your own knowledge and what you bring to the table and in his case he was able to say you know if i create a hut here next to where i live which again wasn't like it was under circumstances as you and i might not appreciate you know in terms of the living but they're totally fine with it over there so what he did was he built that hut for himself and after he built that hut, he had the space to retreat when him and his wife would get into altercations. He would be able to retreat in there and relax and just put his mind at ease and uh, get into all sorts of areas, self-care and pleasure. And he would be able to sit there and just basically nullify his mind to where he then had the focus and the degree of commitment that was required for his daily fishing tasks and actually increases revenue. So, you know, it's the tenacity of a, of a gentleman like this and, and the veracity of a story that, you know, uh, is undeniable. It's something that one doesn't make up. You know, these things actually happen. So it's inspiring to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine that's uh, that must be very meaningful to be able to get feedback like that, for sure. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I used to do a lot of seminars and conventions around the world and obviously that's not possible right now so that feedback is is it means a lot more to me than anyone can imagine um another encounter i can think of recently because uh, there's uh, there's quite a few is where I, I was walking down the street minding my own business and uh, on our way to the store a gentleman uh, apprehended and stopped me and uh straight up asked me hey aren't you that author from my best self uh craig ferguson to which i replied yes i am you know and then something interesting happened he stood there and he asked me the question looking me dead in the eye hmm. don't you think sometimes you give too much hmm. you know right and it stopped me dead in my tracks okay i i was on my way determined to get what i needed to get and he asked me this question and i had to think about it and you know, in a world where there's so many distractions and you're, you got so much opportunity for your attention span to be shortened by, you know, several platforms and, and, and technologies and the distractions are prevalent in today's life, just everywhere you look. Oh, sorry. Seems like we're getting some sound there. Uh, just turn that off if you can. Okay, here we go. So, yeah, um, a question like that really can pierce through the clutter and reset your brain and and have you remember that yeah i'm an incredibly giving person and it takes a toll but essentially it's for the betterment of society and i truly yeah. believe that and and that person I, I i don't know what his name is if you're listening to this if you would come forward uh i would love to connect with you and send you some uh signed copies of my book which to reiterate does a lot to explain the nature of distractions and how to go about beating them Hmm, yeah, some interesting food for thought there, for sure. You know, as as you're speaking on on, on these various topics and and, and the, the bigger picture and, and and dealing with those distractions as you outline them, um, one of the distractions I find my own mind going to over and over again is one particular matter that I thought might be fun to involve you in. Okay. So I have a dear dear friend 
a friend who I was married to a lifetime ago, who uh, I am trying to find the appropriate Christmas gift for. Um, so, in looking to find something that nails it right on the head, makes her very uh, grateful and uh, casts me in a rather favorable light, I am looking to find the ideal item which uh, has remained elusive up to this point. So, uh, while it might not be the most anxiety-inducing matter in the world, uh, or the most pressing, for me it's uh, pertinent and I would definitely appreciate any advice here okay all right so uh first of all what's tammy's age what, what what age range is she what does she do for a living give me something to work with here well she's turning 86 in the summer and she's retired okay mm, she loves the outdoors and uh she okay if i gave you no more than five seconds to think of what tammy's essence boils down to what would your answer be go it's kind of a tough one. I'm not sure that. Box taking. Uh, she's generous as a person. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're looking at a person that is very generous. Yeah. Probably with gift giving herself or with uh, anything alive. Is that is that is that about right? Yeah, she's generous. Loves cats and. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we're dealing with a person that's extremely generous. So mm. how do you? Give back to the. How do you give back? No, I'm asking you. How, how did you give back to her? when she's, you know, the one that gives a lot of stuff herself. Well, I think for me what it comes down to is you try to always, in a way, pay it forward and uh, go with that route. Okay. Okay, we're getting somewhere. Um, paying it forward, what does that mean to you? Uh, what does it mean to me? Mm -hmm. I would say mutual respect and being reciprocal in your gift giving. And? I'm actually not sure where you're going with this. So. Ah, so you're not sure where I'm going with this, hmm. but do you know where you're going with this? Hmm. You see, like, my point is that your question of what to get your ex-wife is not as relevant as you understanding your own journey. Hmm. You see, by the time you could have answered your question or gotten me to give some insight into your ex-wife, taste and personal preferences, which I would never be able to do, mm -hmm. you could have accomplished at least four or five things for yourself. One of those things could have been working on a new you at a time where working on yourself is perhaps the most challenging of all times we've lived in. If you lack a certain self-awareness, you're never going to be able to accomplish what I want you to accomplish in living your best self, right? And it's not an easy task. I, I do know that. I do realize that. But the way to get there is to try and look at what it is we're facing, which is just so many different distractions, right? We got YouTube, we got gaming, we got Twitch, we got OnlyFans, we got all these different things and these different platforms, right? We got, you know, Republicans versus Democrats. We got uh, nature versus nurture. We got the environment versus manufacturing. We got IX versus well, folks, that was certainly an interesting discussion around distractions and things we can do to quiet our minds. I learned a lot, I hope you did too, and if you did, please don't remember, or do remember rather, see I was distracted there, uh, do remember to drop a like, a comment or two, and maybe recommend this podcast to your friend. 
Also, don't forget to check out my friends over at Squarespace. If you want to make a website and make it look nice and shiny, there's a place you can go. It's called Squarespace. I'm going to get you square in the kisser because it's not a place. Uh, remember to check out with the discount code Cully Colton Sulkin over his lost Falcon. Uh, thanks very much for listening and catch you next time. Okay. 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 Ok